So my good friend Andy Kurtz and I decided to do a packaging design podcast. Now it's different than other packaging podcasts that you hear because it's not specifically focused on the box it comes in, but all aspects and nuances of the packaging. We will discuss in every way that we can think of that best describes our experience with it, what we think is working or where things could have been improved. We will also talk about what is involved with owning a small firm and running the everyday ins and outs. And to let you in on a little secret, we really love what we fucking do. Kirk Faisola is the founder and creative director of Mind the Font, a full-service CPG branding and packaging design agency. And Andy Kurtz is the founder and creative director of Buttermilk Creative, an agency that focuses on packaging and branding design for the specialty food and beverage space. Together, we are Kirk and Kurtz. This is the Kirk and Kurtz Packaging Design Podcast. Kirk and Kurtz number 23, The Printer's Loop, Part 1. I'm Kirk Mysola, I'm the founder and creative words. I'm Kirk Mysola. I'm the founder and creative director of Mind the Font. I'm here with my good friend. Andy Kurtz, founder and creative director of Buttermilk Creative. And we are the Kirk and Kurtz Packaging Design Podcast. <laughs> so the reason I sound a little bit stumbly and fumbly is because I have a really good friend on today. Uh, very good designer, good friend. I met him through mutual acquaintance, and I think it was because the mutual acquaintance didn't want us to become friends because it would exclude him from everything in our lives because basically he's a fucking asshole. No, I'm kidding. He's not. He's a really good dude. <laughs> Even better for introducing us to Mr. Lou Perro. Loop, I love you so much. Thank you for coming on. And I want you to tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Blood type, hair type. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Social security number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we'll Just the last that. four digits, and we can get it from yeah. there. But. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll start with my skin conditions. Um, <laughs> thanks, man. And it's mutual. Uh, I adore you as well. I'm Lou Perro. I own Piggyback Press and uh, Fairweather Design, which we focus on um, branding for small businesses and sole proprietors. And Piggyback Press is a company that provides simply business cards on really fine paper with black ink. And uh, yeah, I'm over here in Minnesota, so it's good to be with you guys today. I appreciate it. Of course, man. We're all over the place today. Minnesota, mm-hmm. North Carolina, and, Ca- and California. Um, yep. Do you guys do red ink? For- that would be a big old no. <laughs> what about blue? <laughs> so for blue ink, the, the angle that we take on blue ink is no. <laughs> it's a really, really, really dark blue. Um, <laughs> it's a really really dark red <laughs> our suggestion is just change your lighting yes uh, yes there you go it's, you know i brought you up for two reasons today loop one because well three one i like you two you have a new company new venture that you just started but three you were super schooled in andy you'll appreciate this super schooled in proposal and presentations and rfps and and reading up and geeking out about them as well so we can touch base on that too but one of the things I want to ask you is what got you first, what got you into design? I've been into design since I was a little tiny artistic kid. Um, moreover, I was into entrepreneurship when I was five. I told my dad I wanted to be an entrepreneur and always wanted to own small businesses. Did you use the word entrepreneur when you were five? I did, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking impressive. It was uh, probably a, on accident. Um, okay. But... Yeah, it was a very... <laughs> dad, I want to own shit when I get older. I want to run shit, motherfucker. I want to run it. Is that what you said to your dad? 
it was honestly the variety of it there was a i had a really cool experience um i had a really cool experience with that there's an origin story i don't know if it's too early in the in the potty for <laughs> origin story origin let's hear it man. Let's <laughs> hear it. Yeah, yeah. never please tell me both your parents are alive my parents are both alive okay so it's not like bambi or superman or yeah there's no Batman. there's no tragic um <laughs> Nothing tragic right. um, yet. I mean, what we have like forty minutes. Something yeah, possibly could. <laughs> That's <laughs> ominous. <laughs> yeah. Yet, all right. Are you planning on doing something? Please, <laughs> please. You fit the profile, so let's not let's <laughs> not even go there. Yeah. Well, tell us, tell us your origin story, man. I got to hear it. Yes. Um, when I was uh, when I was in kindergarten, my dad. You know, I went to a little tiny country public school up in uh auburn which is very mountainous region in northern california and um my dad had it arranged for me on my i think it was my sixth birthday to get picked up in a limousine out front night <laughs> i mean you know 1986 big that's a big deal that's, that's legit with the wing on the back to pick up the yeah cell, cell signal. <laughs> <laughs> the wing on the for, back that was for television oh was it for television okay the yeah and so you know dude it was way up in the mountains this is like this is pretty small town a town called weimar and uh you know that was a that was just a really really big deal obviously um kind of sucked because my sister had to come with me too so that was a little bit embarrassing but bitch um really oh, just my sister <laughs> my sister's dead dude um what <laughs> So it, when we went to go thank the um, the the driver of the limousine, you know, my dad took me there to go, you know, just pay pay respects and pay a check. And he was also a, uh, you know, I, I remember very vividly. There was like a you know wood panel office, and it was there was probably ashtrays and just very officey, you know, yeah. leftover from sixties seventies and. Um, I remember he had these, uh, he, he had a bunch of different colors of post-it notes. And for some reason that just, that was just like super intriguing to me. And my dad explained to me later, he was also like an attorney and like a notary public and like all these other little things. Like he had all these little- hustles. Hey man, I got 15 job man. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. That's uh, what am I? What am I doing today? <laughs> am I the limo guy? Am I the so, lawyer? Initially, initially, since your dad had to pay respect and tribute, it was, I'm gonna take your son. Yeah, I'm gonna take your son for a limo ride. Yeah, he can't I'm refuse. Gonna, I'm gonna send him under the tutelage of the limo guy. It's perfect. All right, and so he's telling you he has all these jobs in there. The last time I saw my dad, um, and yeah, no, it was just it, it broke that whole. You know, it broke that whole thing of like, what are you gonna be? You know, fireman. You know, I want very specific. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like, oh, no limits. Yeah, I could have a choice. Whatever. Yeah. And I've always wanted to do that, and I've you know, I've since fallen in love with those who have that you know that entrepreneurial flame lit of just like, um, you know, they don't they know they they want to do something and they're okay with fighting that. Um, you know, the, the, the whole obstacle of like, okay, but what are you going to do? What are you going right. to be? What are you yeah, going to do? Right. What's that one word? When you grow up, what are you going to exactly. actually do? Yeah. 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 So that's what all my businesses have been based on, man. Um, 
but honestly that does a little bit segue into the my love of um you know office products and everything correspondence based and just very you know paper and print and and writing and handwriting um because my grandfather owned a uh, both my father and my grandfather owned um insurance agencies and so as kids we'd just cru- you know when we didn't have anything to do we'd cruise around in the back room going through office supplies and that's funny all that stuff (laughs) that's insane and all you know if you really think about too every designer has that kind of almost origin story of like a fixation of something that they really loved yeah like growing up and and um for me my dad he was he was very very intelligent and i wish some of that would have rubbed off on me but (laughs) uh he, he worked for PG&E, which is Pacific Gas and Electric out here in California. He was one of the first black servicemen to do it. But the other thing he did was he side hustled. Like he bought houses and fixed up houses, fixed up rentals. And and also he uh, would weld and made barbecue pits and stuff. And it was just like, there was always this aspect to him that needed to do other things instead of just being stuck at a corporate job because, you know, Mm -hmm. A, that won't last and B, you can build your own wealth. Um, so we all have those aspects. And I remember going into his garage. It was like your office supply, right? And it was just all this different fucking shit in there. He had insulators on top of uh, electrical poles. If you ever look on top of electrical poles, it's like these little colored glass. Yeah, things. I love those. Yeah, he, he had tons of them. And I always thought like, like cool, like bottle caps or something like these. And they're about, you know, three inches in diameter and about four inches tall. They're, they're beautiful. They are so pretty. And he had tons of them. And he just had them. I never knew what they were. And he's like, oh, those are on top of electrical. And, and now I notice them all the time. Yeah. There's all yeah. kinds of little things like a jar of loose screws and all these different stuff. So like when you mentioned going into the back and playing the office supplies at the insurance company, it's like, oh, that makes sense. Because yeah, as creatives and as designers, we're always tinkering. We're always yeah. thinking of new things to do and new ways to do it. Even if, even if it's not design related, it's still creative and it's still a process in which you have to do something and figure it out for a solution. Whatever the solution may be, it's just playtime. Yeah, and yeah. I think I think more people should have that. So hanging out in the back of the insurance agency was was your call to to and passion to love design. <laughs> well, it's also it's also a sign of curiosity, which is what all design well good designers have as well. You just have this where we have an innate inherent curiosity. Yeah. Whether it's and, and also like in the sort of mundane of like office supplies and tools and ephemera you know like we just love that shit and we just want to um surround ourselves with it so um yeah i think that is a definitely a common thread especially with the the really creative people right that just like never-ending search for curiosity yeah Yeah. now now Um, what took you luke what took you from the insurance agent office to like your first real design project or real idea for getting into college or art school or whatever what did you do what was your path taken um well dropping out of high school was the first step in that path um didn't go to college and i i i wasn't in design until about um seven or eight years ago i had been wow i had been in design only by um hiring designers for my previous companies which were all in the event industry so weddings and events in los angeles and i kind of spread those out 
Um, and when we moved to, when my wife and I moved to Minnesota, those, I had three of them and they all went their separate ways. Um, and, and yeah, I got, to just got tied in with the design industry here, which in, you know, every town, every metropolis has its own, um, design scene, but Minneapolis is huge, man. I oh, mean, it really is, awesome. huge, you know, cause we yeah. got, my thinking is that there's the river here. And so there were lots of, there were mills and big businesses here, big, you know, general mills and mm -hmm. uh, large corporations and all those corporations needed, um, they needed ads, yeah. you know? So we were producing things and there's whatever. I'm not from here. So I kind of feel a little bit odd, like talking about it behind its back. Um, <laughs> but I think this is what I've absorbed. Um, but yeah, it's a huge thriving design community and industry here specifically. And I got in through um, working um, with a guy named Jeff Johnson at a studio called Replace. And he was in the business for a long time here working for some heavy hitters and went out on his own. And I locked in um, as a project manager, manager, essentially doing the organizational stuff that I had been doing for myself for, um, for my companies. I had a valet company, a event venue management company and a logistics company. And so you just, there's just, you know, to keep all that stuff organized and, you know, operating and make it attractive to not only the actual clients, but getting damn staff, Yeah, you know, it has to be, especially if you're doing something not sexy, it has, to, you have to make it right. either cool or fun or pay a bunch. And yeah. um, so <laughs> I took a little bit of those, but yeah, doing that, you know, and applying business stuff to um, a studio is, I mean, it's obviously crucial, but when you look at, um, when you look at studios, it's like they're one run by creatives. And a lot of times it takes an extra decade or so for, you know, those yeah. hyper creative, successful folks to, you know, you guys have seen it to like get the business stuff out of the way, whether that's just mental blocks or just not knowing what's up or not being interested in it. So yeah. I'm mostly business. A little business. We don't have that. We don't have that training. You know, you don't oh, totally, you don't, yeah. especially if you went through, like, I think Kirk and I have somewhat similar uh, creative paths where we, we did go straight into design and you're you have great like foundational artistic training but there is no there is no um there's no course or anything like that or at least when we were coming up of of like business training negotiating any of that stuff it's just oh yeah here's here's how you here, here's how you nurture your creativity and and all that kind of stuff yeah and so um they don't teach business acumen or yeah. Business one, business one on stupid. What they should teach is like <clears throat> finance management, billing aspects, RFP writing, um, all that writing. stuff to help you. Yeah, <laughs> and and for me, like the, uh, Loop, I always talk to Loop when I have a question about something. And, and this is the best part about when I first started talking to Loop is I would just send them images. Like Andy, I do this to you all the time too. Like I'll just send you something. I got it. And I'll say, what is this? I go, what's your reaction? What's it for? What, 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 I need context. What do you need fucking context for? Look at it and tell me what you think. Like, yeah. oh, wow, that's stupid. Or, well, it's because like, no, I need context. What are you telling me about? So, I mean, yeah. You just send people random shit, not have any context whatsoever. And, and so, yeah, I do it all the time. And people respond. It's like, dude, that's so fucked up. 
And then I realized that's how Loop's brain thinks, is that it's this super, yeah. it's this beautifully mm -hmm. analytical brain that is able to process things to make sense for both a layman and a designer. And it's huh. it's the reason like why I, I will, I've sent you like proposals I've written, like I sent Loop a proposal, it's like, Jesus Christ, please tell me you didn't fucking send this. Like, <laughs> no, that's why I'm having you look at it. He's like, dude, I'll do something for you. Just don't ever say anything out like this again. I'm like, all right, man, sorry. But it, it in that aspect that you actually ran other things before you got into design, yeah. really helped lay a foundation. So I'm sure like project management from, from the uh, creative standpoint, you were learning things, you have a good eye. You can't teach a good eye. And I don't care what people say, like you right. really can't. You can teach people technical aspects of design. You can teach them how to use programs. You can even teach them how to fucking render things. Like you can teach a mm -hmm. person how to render something and how to animate it, but it doesn't necessarily mean they have a good eye. And that's, you cannot teach that. Yeah. And so Loop seemed to have it already from being young and love falling in love with post-its and, and mm -hmm. office supplies. And I'm sure building characters with the staplers and all the office supplies there, right? But that really helps when you get into the business world because you're able to use those use that foundation and apply it when it's technically when it's technically savvy but also when it's creatively you know accepted to do so like it's it's there's a nice fine balance that you have there and i, I really love that about you thanks um, man. i'll take yeah, it yeah for sure for sure what you know Lou, oh, sorry mm -hmm. uh, i was just gonna ask um i'm totally remembering uh looking you up after you were on clubhouse and then kirk um talked about you and i remember just being struck by your the fairweather site and mm -hmm. your approach to it's a novel i mean it's a it's a unique approach to what we try to do at buttermilk which is um just not be so uh service oriented and to be more um, pragmatic obviously strategic all that kind of stuff yeah and and i loved how you have this brand kit how you serve up the way the the work you do in a way that it sounds that it's not someone who can just sort of like be like well i don't know it just as it, it struck me as a real brilliant way to present it and now it all makes sense because you don't you're not approaching it from a bumbling uh designer creative yes. right you are creative and you are a designer but you have this very like um business mind yes. approach to it yeah because you know like like if if a creative gets is good their business builds but they just it gets to be this like big hairy animal you know that and like um totally i did did you did you do any was this all sort of in your mind from your experience or did you like i did a win without pitching workshop and i yeah. love those guys and I, I and it really helped me because it didn't have your your background it helped me create a framework and like i don't know i just needed that that information to then now overlay with my my um business so what did you do anything like that um, like go to any workshops or anything like that, or this was just like, cause it, I don't know. It's like, it's like you were ahead of the curve with all the stuff that, um, smaller studios are doing now. Um, it's definitely a trend, which is cool because there's plenty of room. Um, yeah. you know, man, I think I just saw it as, 
I was taking note. Okay, so the first thing I did when I came here and I was I was kind of I was looking around for gigs. I had sold one of my companies, so I was just being a little lazy about like what you know, I gotta redefine myself and I was still hung on like um you know, just like how how my how what I did in my the companies that I ran um they were my identity. And so I had to mm -hmm. kind of wash that away, be like, oh dude, I never grew up wanting to start a valet company. Who like who would do that? You know, it's not my identity. Yeah, <laughs> but to me, it was just like I was so 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 proud of that company because I kind of yeah. like you know I just tweaked the concept of a normal thing and um, it still operates today under a different name, but it just it it's the same thing. <clears throat> okay, sorry. Pause. Yeah. Unpause. Space bar. Yeah. I, oh, actually, can what? we double pause? Because I brought this for you guys. Oh, okay, um, let's see. Since it's since it's uh you know after nine p.m. right guys? Yes. Uh, I want. I just wanted to. I know you guys. Oh, are that fans. is so dang. fucking good. Uh, the stuff got the purple to... label. Oh, dang! It's really good. What is it? I've been. I'm not. It's Black Maple Hill. It, it's just. I, I haven't actually had it yet. I opened it just. Uh, oh man. Today. It's fucked so up, gonna... dude. Like honestly. I know. Why could so you I want to do. Well, I wanted to just see if I could describe the flavors to you. No, I'm just joking. I just wanted to have a little sippy sippy. I thought I could talk yeah. you guys into it too. I would have gotten some whiskey had you told men. And Andy hates whiskey, so I'm sure he would have been the worst. Too, too bad there's probably none in, in your house there. No, there is. Yeah. Um, it's barren. It's barren. The, the first thing I did when I came out here and I started taking, you know, job hunting seriously, I knew I wanted to get into design. I had some kind of connections in there and you know, cause it's not far off. It's like a cousin of the wedding industry for some reason. Um, and I made a spreadsheet of all the design companies in town that I could find. And I just went through, I had no idea what the metrics should be, but I was just like, okay, what's their name? Does it have an and co on it? Mm -hmm. Does it, how many, mm -hmm. how many dogs are on their website? How right. many, mm -hmm. you know, white people work there versus anybody else? How many, right. like, what's the mix and how are they representing themselves? And it was, it, it solidly broke down into two categories, which was like small studios trying to look big, mm. big studios yep. trying to look big. And I was just like, okay, there's something missing here, man, because the only thing below that are these like one-off freelancers, Yeah, you know, who you can't, you have no concept of, I mean, talking about context, you cannot tell what these people are capable of. You don't know what their demeanor is like. You really don't yeah. know when they're posting stuff, if they like worked at, you know, at a studio through that. And like, yeah. And so I just want, I, I, I do, I know you're jabbing me, but I want the context, man. Like you can't, you can't understand the layout if you're not looking at what, you know, the full, right. the full page, like, um, and so after working at replace, which was, you know, it was an awesome experience, man. Obviously I had ups and downs, but I mean, I'm, you know, I truly, truly love Jeff and the team that I, I worked with there. And, um, and it basically, you know, what it made me realize is there are massive holes in what people yeah. are trying to produce and what is actually useful. Mm -hmm. What is actually right. being used? You know, I, I saw, you know, I saw people coming in and I'm, you know, I'm sure both of you guys hear this all the time. Can you just do me a logo? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was like, that's really the impetus for Fairweather. The fair concept of Fairweather is, can you just do me a logo? It's like, dude, do you realize how much more you need than a logo? 
Right. A, yeah. B, do you realize that you don't, it's not really that hard to do the rest of it and to make it so that um, it's useful. It is a kit. It's just a kit. Mm -hmm. It's not like, yeah. you know, when you go to Home Depot or whatever, you can, you start buying like bits for, you know, there's like, oh, I need like a yeah. T9 for this and I need this. It's like, sure, you could buy them one by one and then it's $700 or you yeah. could get, you know, the <clears throat> Milwaukee deal with, you guys are sponsored by Milwaukee, right? Yeah. Yeah. Them? Okay. Yeah. 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 Thanks. Um, thanks for that plug. Yep. Just get a nice Sawzall and uh, then a free M18 battery. Milwaukee, <laughs> all the greatest tools and all the greatest products. <laughs> Look for the lightning bolt. Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> Kirk, Kirk and Kurtz, all the all the greatest tools, <laughs> oh. <laughs> or two at least, two of the greatest. Um, tools. Yeah, yeah. But that's what it is. Just like useful men. I worked with an executive coach for a long time that was just like, it does not matter what other freelancers, artists, designers, other companies think of your website, what you do, in any way, shape, or form. All that matters is whether or not you are providing something useful mm -hmm. secondarily on time and under budget and it's just yeah. like nothing else there's no reason to do anything else. like sure you can sell someone more you know but right. it's just yeah just sim that's that's the whole model for everything that i am doing and will do is um useful simple that's, excellent you know that's great that's awesome. man you know it's it's funny you mention that because hearing this from you and then hearing it from a friend but you've said this to me before and i was talking about the freshly redesigned yeah um, and i said i don't like it i think it looks dumb he's like well why is it said it doesn't say anything it's like why does it have to say anything I'm like i don't i don't know i feel like i need to say something it's like well if they like it who cares i mean that's it's all that matters i'm thinking huh it's a good point because as much as we critique it basically becomes the the critiquing part of it is like always there because we always are artists and we're thinking about it but it also goes into like that whole social narrative of judging things or judging people based solely upon an aesthetic that you yourself have taught you yourself have been taught that is the right way to do something or the proper yeah. way to do something or the correct yeah. way to do something so you said that and a friend like i was in WonderCon with my buddy and he said someone was shitting on a movie that they saw like a mm. um, marvel moody movie or some superhero movie and he's like it's like why why are you shitting on it well because it was terrible it's like well, who who says it you think it's terrible yeah. someone else may love it why does it matter if you don't like it fine then don't watch it it's like but someone else might like it so if you don't like the way someone draws someone else might like it it's just a matter of of preference yeah. and perspective and the biggest thing too you you mentioned but you didn't really mention <laughs> it without saying it is getting jobs done on time under budget is just a way of saying keeping your clients happy right and actually getting clients I mean, that's... happiness doesn't have anything to do with it. Oh, there it is. Yeah. We, well, we've had this, we, you and I have had this discussion. I mean, it's not, <laughs> I, I try and remove feeling as much as possible yeah. because feeling is not a metric. It's completely subjective. And I think when you're dealing with, this is what's so hard, man. I mean, you guys do art. Well, I guess we, I, it's subjective. Totally. I'm with you guys. I'm, I totally do art too, but it's like, <laughs> uh, you know, bottling a creative thing and then being like, don't worry. I'm going to capture this lightning and the device yeah. I create around it will perfectly shoot it in one direction or another, like, you know, Cyclops glasses or something. Yeah. And, uh, the, uh, I just want some credit for that reference. Cause that's like, the dude, that's great. No, it's, it's perfect. Thank you. Um, it's incredibly hard to make that into a commodity and you have to, mm -hmm. 
And it's not mm -hmm. about them being happy. It's about them getting use from it. If they happen to be happy, that's tertiary to what the actual, you know, promises. It's not like, mm -hmm. you know, you're not, you're not doing a job to make them happy. You know, you're doing a job because what you agreed on was clear and expectations were set. And if they're not happy that it, then, it, you know, that, it, that can't be a liability for them yeah. being not happy. They, the job needs to be done. It needs to be useful. Shouldn't um, be a liability. It shouldn't. Yeah. yeah. And that's what's, you know, that's another thing that's so hard is that doing creative stuff is so close to, you know, <laughs> you might be producing that with like your head, but also it's like pretty much coming from your heart too. So when people yeah. like, they don't like what you've created with your heart, like, how are you going <laughs> to, you know, well, and you need you to be in a space to be able to create. Yeah, you hit it on the head, though, man. It's it's hard to be objective when you're doing something so subjective. And mm -hmm. it's also hard to have people really buy into what you're selling. And this this is the best thing ever, Andy. You told me this, and it's just fucking stuck with me. But it's hard for people to buy into something when they all think that they're a designer or all think they have some type of design aesthetic. Those are the worst people. I did this myself. What do you think? And they start like nitpicking and and yeah. needling and everything little thing you do like oh what if you do this, this this and then the best part is oh let me show this to my i'm gonna show this to my kids and show it to my friends and he said well your friends and kids weren't on this fucking call like when we were presenting <laughs> so if they had some real say so why wouldn't you involve them in this process yeah if they were key stakeholders yes. then they should have been on the and on the project and then yes. in the kickoff call and in exactly. the various rounds yeah <clears throat> there we go uh-huh there we go i picked up on it man um we, we love the cyclops i just saw i just saw a picture of cyclops from the x-men that i sketched out real quick but it's it's true man and it's hard for me to do and one day we're sitting on the couch and i was working on something and and luke you've talked me off the ledge several times where i'm just like fuck these people fuck 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 <laughs> fuck you're like dude just do the changes like no fuck them he's like it's easy just fucking do the changes like all right you're right you're absolutely right and i need to get out of the way but my wife said if someone doesn't like something you do it's not necessarily it's not something about you it's just they didn't it has like nothing to do with you yeah and yeah. i say that and i i rib you because it's like <laughs> i know and I still can't do it. You know, that's why I'm so stoked about running a letterpress company that just does business cards with black ink. It's like the variables are minimal, you know? Like yeah, I was so excited. Much less stuff, but that's how Fairweather's supposed to be set up too, man. It's like, it's not supposed yeah. to be, and that's, I think, a trap that, Andy, I'd be really curious to know how you guys run this in the shop, man. Just like, you know, you as a, as someone who's like, here, I'll, I'll do your design. We're, we're a company, we have a space. There's pictures of computers and chairs on our website. We're totally <laughs> legit. And they're like, okay, sweet. Because we have this vague concept as the client, we have this vague concept of what we, we think we need. Um, okay, go do that. And it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, you're talking about motion graphics now. So that's kind of a different thing. Oh, now you're, you're actually talking about like um, billboard ads, question mark. Okay. You know, you have to be, you have to meet them there saying that you do everything everything and since I, I always saw that i saw that in the wedding industry like people would just especially with planners um you know planners florist caterers we'll do anything you want every plate we put out on the table is custom every yeah. plan every every timeline we do is custom and it's like how the fuck 
how are you going to do that, man? Like it's, you know, there are certain things that will always be needed. Mm-hmm. And that's really the concept with Fairweather is to try and break it down to just base level. Yeah. You know, I see so many people do you see that had their freaking brother-in-law's college roommate do their logo and they move forward with that with no other mm-hmm. assets, no other like strategy or thinking behind it. And it's like, it's not that it doesn't even need to be that much dough, you know, just like, right. I don't know. Yeah, no. And our, our approach is we've tried to, to really present ourselves specifically around, we've tried to niche really far down into packaging design for specialty food and beverage yes. companies. And so that, um, and that just grew out of my wife and I's experience working in-house at the grocery store. Right. Um, and then, you know, it, and then, yeah. So, um, but the, the sort of the thing with that though is, and you can, because it, yeah, there are, um, like similarities and things that you can carry over from all the projects, but obviously everything's going to be custom. Um, but the danger with that though, is that people think we only do packaging. And so we've gotten right that too, where people are like, I need a website done. Do you like, we're wrapping up the packaging project. Do you know anyone who does websites? And it's like, we can do that. You know, like we can, we can help with this and that and the other. So we just, we've tweaked our, our, um, our messaging some and our positioning some, um, to where now it's more of just a focus on the, 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 like that, that small artisan, um, especially food and beverage versus big CPG. Um, but, um, but no, like it's what you, I remember a few months ago looking at your site and just being like, yep, he gets it. He understands that it, it, the way you even present and I'm, it's not even if so anyone can do the math, but if you say, here's something for 4,600 bucks, people are going to be like, what? Oh my God. That's so expensive. Yeah. Really? But when you say a thousand plus 12 payments, of 300 it's like oh okay i can yeah so we you know that's how we serve up our pricing too you know it's just it's little nibbles and and um but you know we've tried really hard to as part of why i do this podcast with kirk try really hard that if someone's reaching out to us we don't have to do the dog and pony show anymore like we used to do yeah like each each presentation each call potential call was us, you know, putting in specific case studies that related yeah. to your project and then da, 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 da. And fi- now it's like, I'm almost offended if I talk to somebody and they're like, well, so what do you do? Yeah, yeah. Well, th- well, they say, this is really great and I love your work. It's really beautiful. But can you send me actual examples of like oh. stuff that you've done that is like what we oh. do? You know, like, and it's like, Spec. Don't even start me on spec, dude. I will go bonkers. Definitely no spec, no spec, but like specific examples. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, um, like if it's a, um, cat food, they want you to send other pet food. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that, that not spec, but yes. Fuck yourself. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) no, if you can't, if you can't connect the dots, if you can't connect the dots, this is how we get new people in here. Yeah, yeah. Tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah. If you can't connect the dots between 
the work that you just said is beautiful on my right. site and your brand and your new your your project, then we're gonna have issues on down the road. Um, yeah, motherfucker, this isn't luck. I don't get lucky all the time. I'm good at this shit. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> it's like fuck. It's so infuriating. It's so fascinating, but but um, but yeah, most over the past like two or three years doing that that sort of front end um work and expertise building and all that kind of stuff has started to bear fruit now um mm. with with people you know actually reaching out to us or if we reach out to them they you know they they've either seen us pop up on linkedin or whatever um yeah. but um but yeah no you you you're you're the the um the the template that you've created for specifically with Fairweather is just, you know, it's like, there's no haggling. I'm sure no one haggles with you on this because there's, it's all there. It's like, I don't need to do a proposal. I don't need to do this. This is it. I do wonder if once you get going down the road with a client, they've signed yeah. up for the the lowest tier, the brand kit. Yeah. And how do you handle scope creep? Are you just like, no, nope, oh, we're not man. doing that. Do you have little add-ons? So I handle scope creep with just these. <laughs> I have these vinyl double-layer gloves. <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, I, that's actually something I wanted to... I, I, For the last three nights, I've been taking down drunk notes of things I wanted to talk with you nice. guys Nice. It ended up being mostly <laughs> questions for you guys. And I was just like, God, I wonder, dude, I wonder how tall Andy is. And I wonder what Chris' first job was. Like, um, but the, that's something else. Oh, I can't even talk about Man, you got me triggered. But... Um, the scope creep is well there's two things first you want to you got to get them in the door obviously like once people meet you and work with you that you know yeah. you have an intimate sort of you know back and forth with that includes design yeah um, mm -hmm. even if it doesn't include design i mean every every touch point is is a way to build that that sounds so stupid build the relationship but it is, it is like it's yeah. you getting to know me you know like um yeah. people don't leave once, you know, once, right. once Kirk from our first email, it's like, all right, I'm never, you're like, we're never leaving. Yeah. We, you know, I want to like find out, uh, <laughs> I was about to go down, man, this whiskey works. Oh my God. I'm just so like, I'm about to go down and really forgot we were being recorded. Um, Floating away. Yeah. That's it. It's, um,